sir, you're the only black person in the film. Go on to Sweden. Go on to but, Sweden. Okay. This is not going to end up good for you. I just it's, felt it. I felt it. Let me tell you something. I only fuck with two Swedish things. No, three. Every once in a while, I have some Swedish fish. I fucks with Ikea. And I used to like that group, Ace of Base. That's it. I'm not doing not, none of this. Well, welcome to a new episode of the Don't Go In There Girl podcast. I'm Miss B. Hi, and I am too. Thanks for coming back and joining us, everyone. Yes. What's going on tonight? I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's just give it some straight. The movie that we're doing tonight is Midsummer, um, another Ari Aster film. Because the, the previous one that we did was hereditary. So these were both done by him and they have his certain way of doing things and his his stink, so to speak, on these movies. Like he, he definitely has a certain style. Uh I don't know if I can take any more of his movies <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> and he's only done the two, like those feature films, it's only those two, hereditary and, and midsummer. I, he need to wait like two more years. Like, just give me a minute. Because like, I just, me and Ted, we're in these horror movie groups on social media. And for some reason, every day or every other day, is someone in this group who does not know, and these groups have thousands of people in there. It's someone in this group who does not know about these two films and they always bring the shit up. So I was like, we're going to discuss it and we're going to break it down. And then I don't want to talk about this shit no more. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not but, even gonna answer any of the posts anymore. Like it is, it's ridiculous. Like it, it, y'all keep talking about these same two movies, like all, all the horror films in the history of horror film, then y'all just keep on harping on these two. So yeah, we, we gonna do them and then we ain't gonna talk about these goddamn movies no more. Yeah. They're great, yeah. but yeah, no, no more. They are, I mean, they are great and they, you know, they have what they have in their own right. So they do deserve to be talked about, just not every goddamn day. Um, so I guess, um, oh, before we get started, is there anything that you would like to bring up in the announcements or anything interesting happening in your life? Hell no. <laughs> There's nothing going on in my life. Just pandemic weight and <laughs> spending too much money and, and that's about it. That's, that's all that's going on in my life. These people trying to rush me back to this office. Like everything's going back to normal out here in Texas, they losing their minds. But no, other than that, I'm I'm good. What about you? Girl, ain't shit going on. I finally at the end of this Friday, because right now it's what day is it? Monday. I finally get my second shot. All right. So I, I finally get my second shot, and then that's gonna be interesting because that weekend, you know, we're um. Unfortunately, I had a death in the family, so we had the funeral. So I'm just like, oh, I heard people, sometimes that second shot affects them differently. So I hope, you know, I don't start feeling anything or have enormous pain during these services because you know how our services, they last like two days long and I have to be heavily involved. So I hope um, I don't get affected by it. You know, I'm just trying to 
get back to normal. Like, I just can't wait till the pandemic is over. Also, I can't wait till just getting back to normal. And um, I'm ready for Atlanta to quit losing their goddamn mind. They had like 14 or 16 shootings this weekend alone. Atlanta is turned, you know, I saw, I sent you that video of that car <laughs> that was on the highway. And I was like, Atlanta want to be Gotham City so bad. And now they're shooting every damn where. And I found out that five or six people had deaths resulting in those shootings. And I'm just like, why is the world losing their mind? Like, I just want people to just act accordingly. And like, can't we all just get along and be thrown and just do what we need to do? So yeah, other than that, I'm fine. It's just like, when I seen all the shootings and people's cars getting boosted and stolen and, you know, this, this world is definitely and it seems like it, it like it probably was already headed for some kind of craziness but it's just when corona came on the scene it, it it just gave everybody license to go out completely outside of themselves and mm -hmm. I, I don't understand what's it's like it's, it's it's still the same earth it's still the same place we just can't breathe the, the air down. right now you know people be out here cutting up losing their minds and i don't get it so i stay my ass yeah. yes that's why we stand our ass in the house and watch these movies and we're going to discuss this movie um today so um midsummer came out in 2019 that, that's crazy that only two years ago yeah Wow, it just seems like it's been out longer, but no, because I mean, it wasn't too long ago that I was going to the movies and this is what we were doing. Yeah, so. I, I saw this one in the movies, like like I saw Hereditary, I saw this one in the movies as well. And it's, it's just crazy that I haven't been to the movies since 2019, because yeah. Corona hit, I think in that March of 2020. And I don't mm -hmm. even know if I went to the movies before that. So, yeah, yeah, I think the last movie I saw was Tenet, and it was terrible to me. I didn't like it, so it's been a while. Let's go ahead and start it off. So the movie starts off pretty much with uh, this grad student. Her name is Danny, and in the beginning, she kind of comes across some tragic events. Uh, pretty much, what uh, her sister? What was her sister's name? I her sister's Terry. name was Terry. Terry. Yeah. And and Terry sent her some very scary, not even some scary email. She sent her a very scary email. Um, and it said, what what because I wrote it down. What did she say? I can't anymore. Everything's black. Mom and Goodbye. dad are coming too. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. Leave your mom and daddy out of this. Wait, why you? Why you gotta? Where's mama and dad? Why? Why they gotta go with you? Why? But yeah, she she got that scary email from her sister, and she's calling her parents, checking on them, getting the answering machine every time she's leaving messages. And as you like, when the when the movie comes on, you see the parents are in bed, and and you know they're they're breathing at the time, but. Apparently, she had been trying to get in touch with them for like about an hour after that girl sent that message. So that's what we started. Her sister infiltrated the house with carbon monoxide, and that's how they all 
went out together and um there really wasn't too much backstory on why her sister did that um i think that would have been kind of interesting so we could know a little bit more about danny's home life but maybe that would have taken away from the big meaty potatoes of the film but yeah i mean so it already starts off messed up and um i think while she was trying to get in contact with her parents and her sisters she had reached out to her. She has a boyfriend named Christian who is an absolute tool, just a douche. And, um, you know, she's just like, she sounds panicked and you can tell like he's not really the most supportive boyfriend and he's with friends at the moment. And he, you know, one of the friends says something like, I thought she was gonna break up with her, blah, blah, blah. You know, she needs me, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's got emotional problems, whatever. So I guess when he, finally gets in contact with her she's just bawling and she breaks the news to him and then we see a couple scenes where Danny is just letting out these these cries and the sound of these cries are so disturbing not because I mean it's disturbing because someone's crying but I mean audibly it's just like she sounded like I never heard no sound like that before it sounded crazy uh her fuckboy boyfriend ain't comforting her he's you know he's just a real piece of shit and um, we just see this in the first couple of minutes. We know he ain't shit. So some elapsed time went has by. passed. Up. Okay. Well, she then finds out after is like when she catches up with her boyfriend that um, he just kind of drops the bomb on her like, "Hey, I'm going to Sweden." He just says it so matter of factly. Uh, they're going to go and study. Because um, they have he a friend, didn't, he John. didn't tell her. He didn't tell her. She found out at the party, like she overheard the conversation. That's how fucked up this shit was. He didn't even bother telling her. She was she was at this party that she pretty much invited herself to because he was about to, you know, she was in her bed doing her, you know, depressed thing, and he came in the room and told, you know, asked her how she was feeling, said he was. Like, I think she noticed that he was dressed and she mm -hmm. asked him where he was going. And he said he was going to go to this party for like 40 minutes, blah, blah, blah. And she invited herself with him, you know, okay, well, I'll go and blah, blah, blah. And so while she's at the party, she's not really paying attention. And then she zooms in on that con the conversation that somebody was asking Josh and Mark and Christian and stuff like what they're going to be doing for their thesis. And they were like, yeah, y'all getting ready to go on the trip? To Sweden in June, and that bitch face was like, "What?" <laughs> so he, he didn't even tell her. Like, bitch, I'm, 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 I'm gonna just say right now, I'm not calling him by his name. Do it. Call him. I'm, by not, call, I'm not calling him by his name. I'm calling him fuckboy primo for the rest of this podcast. Oh, I thought you meant calling him out of his name. I was like, go ahead, give him a name. Oh. He deserves it. He deserves it. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's fuckboy So, yeah, so they're supposed to go to, uh, <sighs> like, um, their friend Pell is actually from Sweden that goes to university with them. And, of course, he's going to be kind of their guide. And they want to go to uh, Pell's ancestral commune called the, what is this, the Harga? It's called Harga's the Harga in the country of housing land. Causing land. I said harvest land, girl. And this is supposed to be somewhere in Sweden. Um, and Josh, who is black, is um, 
he is really, really invested in doing his thesis there. And I'm just like, okay, why? I mean, you know what? There are people who are really big into anthropology and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't want to judge him too harshly, but I just know um, usually my people, um, even if that's what you want to do, something different, because there are thousands of different cultures and tribes in the world. So I, you know, I don't know what he read that made him like zoom in on this, but I know if we're going to do anything like this, or we're going anywhere, we're going to um, really get a pretty decent itinerary of the trip. Uh, it's cool to kind of go off the reins a little bit, but he just don't sound prepared. It, it was just like, oh yeah, our boy Pell is from there. So like, let's just go. And it's just like, we, that isn't just how we operate. Like where we staying at, how long are we gonna be there? How much money I need to bring, blah, blah, blah. Like, do I know the language? What kind of food places they got around there? Like, you know, he just, <laughs> but the story was not about him, but I was just so, uh, as we continue to talk about this film, I was just, I was really shocked at his, it's just, it's not in cultural alignment with the way we act. It, it, it was too free for me. And for somebody who is, somebody who studies like anthropology and someone who I would think um, just studies hard and tries to get the hard facts and knowledge, you would think he would have been more knowledgeable about what was gonna happen as far as his excavation and learning about whatever, but we'll get back to him, but. Um, well, I mean, you know. and, and, and there's, there is a point in the movie where he does seem like he knew a part of it, but he couldn't believe that that might actually happen. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we can we can mention that because it's, it's a little bit further into the film. But I, I just assumed that they had planned this trip for a while. So like maybe all of those details had been worked out. But from like what I understood, it was just, you know, like Josh had a real reason for going. He was going to do research on his thesis and the other two was just coming to, you know, because they wanted to fuck the girls. Yeah, fuck bitches and get money. Like that's that's what they were going there for. You know, like Josh was going there to do some real research on European midsummer traditions, and Christian and Mark was going to fuck and do all kinds of other stupid ass shit. So, but still, I'm like, sir, you're the only black person in the film. Go on to Sweden. Go on to but, Sweden. Okay. This is not going to end up good for you. I just felt it. I felt it. Let me tell you something. I only fuck with two Swedish things. No, three. Every once in a while, I have some Swedish fish. I fucks with Ikea. And I used to like that group, Ace of Base. That's it. I'm not doing not, none of this. Now, I'll go to Stockholm, the capital, but, you know, to visit. But I'm not going to housing land or whatever this is called but anyway let's um <laughs> ikea probably is the only the as much of sweden as as i'm probably gonna explore so um i guess to be nice because he thinks he's being nice christian pretty much invites danny along even though he didn't have to but he just does because he doesn't want to look like the bad guy she's had a hard time and let me not be so much of a douche, but really, I think he wanted some in-house, some guaranteed in-house. I told you, I think he's insecure. 
So even though he, he said he wanted to go over there. He was a fucking coward. So the girl found yeah. out that they were gone. Like even at the party, when he had the opportunity to say, yes, we're going to Sweden in two weeks and blah, 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 blah. He still was like, well, we're thinking about going, you know, we're, we're thinking about it. And the dudes was like, no, like we're, we're going. Yeah, he's a coward. Yeah. Backpedaling and pussy popping. That's what I call it. <laughs> and then when he gets home and they get into it, he still like gaslight the shit, you know, the shit out of her, making her feel guilty for discussing the situation with him. You know, she was just like, you said you were thinking about going. You never said that you all, you know, had decided that you were gonna go and blah, 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 blah. And then he was, you know, she was like, well, when do you leave? And he was like, in two weeks. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, let's let's talk about this. And then he like turned around like, no, I think I, they should I got leave. Busted, they I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like you, you know, I feel like you, you attacking me and blah, blah, blah. And the girl was like, I, it's just weird that you wouldn't tell me these things, you know? And so I, I guess sometime during that conversation is when his fuck boy ass invited her along on this trip with him and his friends and, and they're in the house. So like in the next scene, <laughs> they're all at the house. I don't know whose house. I want to say it's Pele's house or whatever. I don't know whose house it is, but they're all at the house and they're talking about the trip and Danny comes over and then he becomes a fuck boy to his friends. He tells his friends, oh, you know, um, I, I kind of invited Danny on a trip with us, you know, or whatever. And the dudes was like, like, if you could see their faces, they was like, nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, bring his hands to the beach. Why the fuck would you do this? And so he yeah. was like, you know, she's she's not really, but she's not actually gonna go. Like, like you 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 a fuck boy to your friends too. Like that's some stupid. Because he's a fuck boy to himself and his essence. So like yes. that's he just can't man up and say like this is where we're going. We're only going. I will come back. I'll stay in contact. With you. you know, I don't want to keep talking about him because he made me sick. Yeah. He's so he's, he's fucking disgusting. But he 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 buzzes her up and then he kind of tells the friends, you know, well, I, I also also make it seem like it was your idea that it was okay for me to bring her and blah blah blah. Um, and then she comes in the room and it's all fucking awkward and shit. Um, but he 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 just, oh, I hate him. I'm, I'm mm. yeah. So when they touch down and they get to Sweden, you know, they they're already getting introduced to some of the people there from hell and hell's introducing them to people and two other new people that we see are some students uh connie and what's connie's boyfriend's name simon simon they're from uh london london and um you know they're all congregating shooting the shit they're on like this big field it's like a lot of grass you see a few trees pretty blue sky and they're like let's get to the drugs, here are some shrooms, let's some do it. And even get come. in the village, let's do it. I was like, is this Woodstock already? Yes, yes. And um, and black ass Josh taking the shrooms, so I'm like, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, we don't fuck with shrooms, we fuck with weed. We, we, yes. we fuck with Hennessy, we don't know what, shrooms, nigga? Oh yeah. no! You can tell Josh is a little different. So they're they're on the field having the shrooms, and um, 
what's his name? The silly one with the eyebrows. Uh, Mark. Uh, yes, Mark starts having a really bad trip and it gets to the point where he's like the comic relief of this scene. He's just like, what's going on? What time is it? It's nine o'clock. There's no way this can be nine o'clock because it's still very much sunlight because things are different when you're in that part of the hemisphere. He was like, I don't like this. Everybody lay down. And then somebody starts walking down. New people. I don't like new people. He was freaking out. That was, you know, and that was making me laugh because I could imagine myself doing that. Like all, all this shit is freaking out. I mean, we just need to stay still. And like the man just walked by and say hi. I'm like, no, bitch, no new friends. No, <laughs> no new friends. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's just having a trip and he's trying to chill out. And then Danny starts to fall on her trip. And then she just gets up out of nowhere because I don't know what she was experiencing her trip, but wasn't she? Now, when she was running, was that a dream sequence or did she start running and I noticed her breathing was labored and she was freaked out. Like what, what happened again? She, um, she was walking towards the group. She heard some singing. And then when she got close to the group, the group turned around and started laughing and she thought they were laughing at her. <laughs> yeah. And then she went, turned somewhere else to In Ingmar, Ingmar and another guy. And he was like, no, they weren't laughing. They've been laughing you know the whole time or whatever hey, me my friend she was like hell no and so she went to running off into the goddamn forest and shit and see this this is where i would be like i i can't do recreational drugs with white people because you know, especially people i don't know have we done drugs together who are you right i'm not traveling thousands of miles to just do some just ドラッグのことはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたはあなたは
they've done with their trip and I guess the next thing we see them finally at the commune. I guess that's yeah. what it would be called. They, they walk and, into that beautiful entrance with that big beautiful sun mm -hmm. and you know every everything's all good and they getting all greeted and shit and you know yeah they're meeting some of the elders the the matriarch and patriarch of the society uh, what was their name uh odd and Siv? odd and sieve sieve Siv. yeah they were like the two main make sure I can picture our people. Um, so they're walking around. Uh, this is the whole gang, including Simon and Connie. Connie, yeah. <laughs> Simon, Connie, um, Mark, Josh, Pell, Danny, Fuckboy. Ing, so Ing, they're, Ing, Ing, what is his name, Ingmar? Girl. Yeah, I think it was all of them. So they're walking around and as they're walking through and kind of seeing the people work and tend to the land and it seems like everybody has a skill set that they're doing or they're tending to the land, cooking, I don't know, pulling up these. There's this one funky part that I had noticed as they were walking. And I, at first I thought they were walking in front of this tapestry, but I guess they was behind. So we see this tapestry hanging out um, outside, kind of like if you saw a big, I don't know, clothesline and it would be hung on that. And so you see the sequence of pictures and you're just like, okay, okay. And then these sequence of pictures, which are, I, I don't know if they were, they're more likely paintings rather than being stone. They start to get dark. We start to see somebody splitting themselves. Then we see a vagina. Then we see a vagina with blood in it going in a cup. Then we see somebody, it's a fucked up story. It's like a, it's the most fucked up tapestry comic strip I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, okay, obviously this is some kind of ceremonial thing, but it's so weird. Cause, so that's kind of like an omen, like, well, something's up because it's a lot of um, sacrificial ceremonial things that look like they could possibly not be in line with the culture of the people coming on this property. <laughs> So it, it kind of was, um, what do you call that, foreshadowing? There's a lot of that in this film. Mm -hmm. a, I mean, a lot. Um, but that, yeah, that that tapestry that you were talking about, I think Ingmar referred to it as like a love story. Is that the one that you're, you're talking about with the, the cutting of the stuff and the putting stuff yeah. in stuff? Yeah, yeah. He, he, that's what he told him. He, he told him it's kind of a love story. And it mm -hmm. basically like depicts this girl, you know, being enamored with somebody and, you know, she cuts her pubic hairs and put them in the food and she takes her menstrual blood and she puts it in the little thing. And, you know, according to them, oh, and they put these things, these rooms and stuff underneath the bed so that people can dream about them. Or like, I guess it's like casting a, a love spell or something. And then the man is supposed to eat the food and drink the water and it is all in love. Yeah, it was a fucked up tapestry. Um, and I think the next thing we see them, uh, are they looking at the, the barn-like structure? And they're kind of explaining what the barn is. And then uh, the next thing, which freaked me out too, is they show them the 
their sleeping quarters. Mm-hmm. And what's strange, when you go in the sleeping quarters, it just like this big open space. And uh, there are beds everywhere. Like, so kind of like if you was in jail, you was in general population, but like all y'all beds was outside and not in the cells. That's kind of what it looked like, but it didn't look like a jail. Then you see this uh, tapestry all over the ceilings, all over the whole. It's like this big ceremonial Sistine Chapel with like a lot of, I guess, their symbols, stories, everything. It just, if I'm going to a place thousands of miles, these aren't the living quarters and lodging I want. Who all sleep in all these beds? It was like 20-something beds in there. And he's like, we all sleep together. Who all is who? Who all? All the youth. Are you fucking kidding me? Because <laughs> oh, I don't know who. Don't forget that when they got there, they saw that little glimpse of that fucking deformed person fucking yes. doing the, the water painting and shit or whatever the fuck it was doing. I was like, oh yeah, he, he had a very, he had a different mug. He was obviously um, special in some regard. <laughs> and then it's just weird. It's like just this big open space and it's just like, you don't know these people. And then somebody mentioned uh, they had like a lice problem or a tick problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what the fuck? And then something that I saw that was strange in this scene was, or was this when they were going to bed? Or maybe it was this scene. They seen somebody have a baby kind of in the crib and they put like a pair of scissors behind the baby's pillow before they put the baby in the bed. Josh, that? I think somebody, Josh or somebody saw that. Josh seen it. Yeah. And that's when, when I seen him see it, I was like, I was looking at him like, oh, we see each other, nigga. Like, we, I, I seen it too, even though we're not like in front of each other. So you peep that. So what's going on? So what happened after that? Because so many, it's just well, so many parts. It's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that happens, like when they first get into the village. Like, um, the little redhead girl, um, who we come to know as Ma, Maja, Ma, Maya, Maja, whatever her name is. She comes out and she starts dancing with a group of people. And then she kicks Christian on the side, like, I see you, boy, you know, and she's dancing with the other people. And then this idiot goes and he's like, hey, can anybody join a little dance thing? And Pele is like, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. So he leaves and he goes and dances. And, and their dances are different. It's, it's like constantly ring around the rosy type yeah. of shit. Yeah. So he goes and he joins them. And then that's when Pelly's little sneaky little player ass gives Danny that drawing of her. Um, as like, I guess she looks like a, a May Queen, but he said he drew it for her birthday. And he only drew it for birthdays. And she was like so happy and stuff. And then she mentions that Christian didn't even remember that it was her birthday. And then she was like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, like I forgot to to remind him and shit. And I was like, bitch, if a nigga don't fucking know your birthday. Right. Fuck that nigga. Fuck. I was just like, Pelly is trying to be smooth. Like he trying to keep you off your feet, girl. He and his, he and his element, you know, like yeah. he like, Mm-mm, you know, drop that zero, get with this cult person, you know, whatever. I don't know. But, um, but yeah. And so that's when they also have that conversation um, with Connie and Simon and, you know, ask them, you know, how long they've been knowing each other. 
And that's when Ingmar was like, well, you know, you know, Connie and I were actually dating, you know, when we, you know, before Simon came along and Connie was like, uh, we went on one no day. One. Yeah, we went on no one day, nigga, and I didn't even know it was a date, <laughs> you know. And then they was like, well, they're engaged now, you know. And so um, the guy she changed made, his story and he was like, oh, we're just, we were friends, you know, before Simon. But it made, it, it made, it made, uh, it made Christian and uh, Danny feel kind of uncomfortable because it spotlighted like the fact that y'all been together this long and y'all still have some inadequacies in y'all's relationship. Mm -hmm. And this couple, like they looked booed up, they was all over each other and if y'all wouldn't have said nothing, we would have never thought y'all were together. Right. So yeah. And then later they wound up seeing the big um the big square yellow building and the you know, triangle. Yeah, the triangle. I don't know what the hell I the, the triangle. Yeah, the yellow triangle <laughs> building. And then uh fuckboy asked, you know, what was that building for? And Ingmar said it's like a sacred temple and nobody's allowed to enter it. Um and then they all go to the sleeping quarters and um, they walk past the bear. And so <laughs> Connie and Simon were like, what is, is that a bear? You know, is that what, what is that what I think? And he was like, yes, it's a bear. <laughs> and he just left it's it like that. <laughs> it's a bear. It's in um, and so then they all like, and that's when they see the tapestry with the love story and the, you know, the pube tart and all that kind of shit. Um, and then they go to the sleeping quarters and they see all these paintings, like it's full of paintings and full of murals and stuff and you know all kinds of shit all over it it's it's almost like hieroglyphics but not so much but yes. like how the hieroglyphics is all over everything all over the, yeah it's like this is all telling a big story of multiple stories everywhere yes. so it's kind of especially if you don't know what symbols mean it's just like what are these symbols over me like what the fuck that you know i know what it is it's like okay but it's just like what the fuck is this that I'm supposed to be sleeping under? Right. Yeah, and and it's it's like runes and stuff, but you know it's it's it's, it's and it's like they're all over, like just mm -hmm. it's it's freaking crazy. And you know our boy, our boy Josh, he is just amazed, like wow, and wow, I'm at Disneyland, and I'm like, nigga, go home, go home, <laughs> go home. Call your big, call your big mama to get you a ticket and take you back to Atlanta. Bullshit, right? right now. Come home immediately. <laughs> um, and so that's when, you know, Pelly starts explaining about how all the youngsters sleep in these quarters until they're 36. Um, and then he said they moved to the laborer's house. And so Josh asked, why 36? And so that's when Pelly explains that they treat life um, like the seasons, you know, like when you're mm -hmm. a child until you're 18, that's your spring. And then from 18 to 36, that's your pilgrimage. That's, that's your summer and then from 36 to 54, um, and that's when you're working age and that's your fall. And then from 54 to 72, um, you become a mentor and, you know, that's your winter. And so Danny asks what happens at 72. And so Pelly did that little thing, like, you know, he, you know, like he cut across his neck, like, eh. But, but then he, he, said it, he said it funnily. Funnily, that ain't a word. He said it in a <laughs> funny way, so she's probably like, uh-huh. Yeah, they laughed. They, they, they laughed. They was like, ah, oh, they just laughed. Hmm. These people say what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> so she she sees the wall, she's exploring and talking, and um, 
she sees the wall with all of the May Queens on it and she's looking. Um, and then uh, the young lady that had the little crush on Mark, she comes in and tells them that, you know, they're getting ready to watch Austin Powers. And then she look at Mark on her way out and Mark is like, did anybody, I know I'm not the only one that see this, this girl is flirting. And I was like, Austin Powers, like, these motherfuckers don't look like they have electricity. They 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 was giving me an Amish tea, but <laughs> right. I was like Austin Powers. What? What? <laughs> I was like, how y'all watching that shit? Y'all ain't got remember <laughs> black and white TVs there. Like, what, how you watching? How you watching Austin Powers? I was thinking of this. They had TVs. I, when she said it, it threw me off. But like, they, they have something. And so that's when um, Fuckboy pulls Danny outside and decides to find a piece of cake some fucking way. I don't know where he pulled that fucking slice of cake from, but he pulled that, that cake from somewhere. That cake was dry as fuck. <laughs> Driest slice of bun cake I ever seen in my life. <laughs> it didn't look weird. Must happy birthday for it. I couldn't even light the fucking, the fucking candle on the cake. And I was like, this is that bullshit, sir. Like, somebody had to fucking tell you to tell your girlfriend happy birthday. You you are yeah. you are of the fullest of shit. Yeah. Um and, and then you can see like kind of a change in her like right in that moment. She was like, you know, don't don't worry about it. Don't don't do this, yeah. you know. Um and so now it's like nighttime um and everybody's getting ready for bed and the baby is crying and that's when somebody put something underneath the baby's pillow. I, know, I was like, I know the baby crying. Y'all gonna kill the baby? What the hell? <laughs> like, and that that right there would have did it for me. Like, y'all think I'm gonna sleep in this open ass dorm with this crying ass baby? Is this a regular thing? Fuck that. That, that baby cried all night. All that damn baby, night. All damn night. That child cried all night. I would have, girl. I'd have woke up that next morning. I'd have, I'd have been going. Back to New Orleans. I'm, mm -mm, no, no, we we not doing this shit. I, somebody had to put that child to sleep, or she that baby had to sleep outside or something. Like y'all, y'all just rude as hell for me to be having to sleep through yeah. this. And mm -mm, too, and it's too many of y'all. I gotta go home. There's <laughs> too many people in there. Um, okay. So they get up, um, and no, oh, no, no, they get ready to go to sleep. And Josh asks, "So what happens tomorrow?" And so Pell explains to them that the first of the big ceremonies is happening called the Atestupa. I think that's what he said. And Josh knows what it is. You know, like this, this is his research. He's doing it. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like a real one is happening tomorrow. But Josh, not Josh, Pelly doesn't explain yeah, it. Atestupa. Yeah, Atestupa, I think. Yes. But he doesn't he doesn't explain what it is to the other people. But Josh has an idea. Like he knows what it is. And so he's just amazing. And Josh probably thought it was gonna be like on some um what's that the medieval times bullshit? Like we're gonna see like in fucking Orlando or some shit. Like a representation of it, but we ain't gonna see. <laughs> we're gonna come over there and we're gonna see maidens and have turkey legs and <laughs> we're gonna eat without uh silverware it's gonna be like on that shit. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be real nice and everybody's gonna clap at the end it's gonna be great so he, he was he was like wow okay well we get to see this next one so the fuck you thought 
You know, when you fuck around and find out. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you don't want to do in this film. Don't fuck around and find out. Just go, just go home. Just, just go home. So, <laughs> so the next day, um, Danny is like, she's feeling better. She's taking everything in. She brought fuck boy some flowers. Um, and the two people um, are dressed in blue. And so they're okay. standing, they're waiting for everybody to sit down. Um, and so the two people in blue, there's an old man and an old woman. Yeah, they're clearly like the elders, you can tell, because they, they, they all sit at this table that almost looks like a triangle and an X formation. Yeah, it's, it's shaped like one of the people, rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can tell people are sitting uh, with their age group. That's something you will notice um, with the formation or the seating chart at the table. Mm -hmm. So these two are elders and it, it's uh, interesting because it goes back to when Pell was telling people about the different seasons. So you can tell like these people are in the very latter stage of their winter season. Yes. Do they look around late 60s, late 70s yeah. or 70s? Yes. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so it makes you think about what the hell is this ceremony? So um, girl. Them old people, they have to sit down first because everybody's like, well, when do, because they're all standing. Like, when do we sit mm -hmm. down? When the old people sit down? So they sit down and they're all, um, they all start to eat. And then there are some weird shit happen. Now, again, I don't mean to disrespect anyone's culture because all cultures are different, but the old people, it's this ceremonial breathing grunts, like they're communicating with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and you just, you sit back and you respect it, but you're still like, this is so fucking bizarre, especially since they're old people and you just don't know what's going on. So next big scene, what we see. Yeah, they, they get the they get the old people from, from the chair. So like they're sitting in the chairs and then there's a people, it's like a ceremonial thing. So they like pick the people up in the chairs and then they bring them someplace. Like they're getting the ready to bring, to bring these people someplace. And there's all this chanting and shit going on. Um, and then you see everybody, oh, Mark leaves. Mark says, I'm going to take a nap. So everybody else goes to this, I guess this place where they all have to gather. This um, destination, yeah. Yeah, it, it's and like, they're all looking up. So you see that they're looking up at a precipice, at a, at a cliff. You don't yeah, see they look like there. They imagine just, what Pride Rock from the Lion King looked like. When yeah. That's, so they down there looking. It's the circle. Pride Rock. It's the circle of life. <laughs> In more ways than one. Ooh, Lion King showed you the beautiful one and this movie about to show you what happened at the end of the circle of life. Lord have mercy. So like the, the the people are being carried up and then you see they're they're up in the chairs, they're up on top of this, you know, mountain or whatever. Um, and like everybody's looking up and then And it's lots uh, of people. I would say it was probably like 50, 60 people of the villagers on the ground looking up. So it just it looks it looks almost like cult-like or like you're, yeah. you're waiting for somebody to give a speech or something, but everyone's attention is up at Fire Rock. Yeah. And then we later see the uh, the shadow of the elderly woman. So she's kind of towards the edge of this rock. Yeah. And so you're just see, like... We see her face. Like we see her. Yeah. 
and and she's doing these weird movements and breathing and things like that. Um, and right before that, Josh asked Pelly, you know, what's this book that Siv is reading from? And he's like, oh, that's our Ruby Raider. It's our scripture. Um, and he so asked, Bible. yeah, and he asked if he can read it. And Pelly was like, no, dude, no, you you can't read this. Um, no, and so in the meantime, the the blue people. The blue lady's still up there. She's doing her thing and blah, blah, blah. And everybody looking and Danny started. It looks like she's she communicating with her God or something. Yeah. And then the next thing you know. Child. <laughs> wait, wait. Because what you call it was she got nervous, Danny. Yes, yeah, she, and, she, and she, she started breathing heavy. Like she, and, and I, I put it in my nose. I was like, is she already connected to these people like this? Already? Mm -hmm. Like she was already feeling kind of like anxious and breathing all crazy. And then she was like, oh. and then the next thing you know, fucking woman plummets to her death. And, and, and then, no, girl, we got disgusted. She didn't fall like on a flat surface. There was a boulder at the bottom. So she fell face down and then her body bounced off the boulder. And this woman, I don't know who did the makeup artistry for that. That was a whole hole in her. She had no face. The body bounced up. It was just a red gaping hole where a whole face used to be. And she fell back and she was dead. And I was like, holy shit. And what happened? You hear like, cause I, I think Danny's kind of deafened and stunned by what's going on, but you hear slight muffling of somebody in the background, pretty much panicking. And when we look over to the other side, it's Carla and, uh, not Carla, Connie and Sonny. Because everybody, everybody was all disoriented and shit. And, and they, Simon well, and Connie no, was no, like, nah, no, everybody was happening. Yeah, like, because the, the four main characters that we've seen, you know, they was all like, oh, fuck, you know, but, uh, and everybody else in the cult was in formation. <laughs> they was in formation looking like that Solange wedding video. Yeah. And Connie and Simon was like, fuck that. What the fuck wrong with y'all? Did y'all not just see this lady fall down into the, so nobody, nobody see this lady fall to her death. So y'all just gonna let her fall and, and y'all ain't gonna do nothing. The lady is dead. Like give her CPR, call her avalanche, something. He was just like beside himself. And everybody else was like, That's what we do here. That's what that's this this is the and then and then it, it ain't over because pop pop. He got to um, he got to follow suit, so he get up there and Imagine you know I <laughs> <laughs> we're assuming these are the seventy two years old. He's up there doing his uh, what do you call them people who do the praise dance at the church? He's doing that shit and talking to the Lord and um again because <laughs> we're Connie and Simon they're like. Somebody help me. Yes, Connie, Connie and Simon was like, somebody better stop this man. I don't know what y'all doing down here, but somebody need to go stop this. <laughs> they, was, they was fed up. They was fed all the way up. So y'all just going to stand down here and not do nothing? <laughs> These people throwing themselves off of precipices and y'all just going to let it happen? 
the other four, they're not as excited as Connie and Simon because I think they're just more stunned than anything. And Pop Pop follows suit and he falls and plummets to his death and falls on the ground. He didn't fall on the boulder like the lady. He fell like straight on the surface. Pop Pop dumbass didn't do like the old lady. The old lady did the fucking Superman that hole off the cliff. Pop Pop ass. Decided to jump feet first. Bitch, you are not a fucking paratrooper. This is not how we do this shit at the Horriga. So, so they zoom in on Pop Pop on the floor. And um, <laughs> he down bad, but he ain't dead. His leg, His leg is fucked up. It's like <laughs> contorted. There's a bone out. I see his femur. His tibia, I see all the bones, and it's it's leaning to the left. It's not, and so I guess uh, I, I'm assuming the next scene it's like to put these people out of their misery because they are sacrificing themselves to go to the next. And we'll explain this afterwards. Mm -hmm. So you then see just when you just think it's going to be enough, you see um, some of these elders. They're not as elderly as the uh, sacrificial lambs that dropped off Pride Rock, but they're older and they got this big ass mallet one of these big ass looney tune acme mallets and it's four of them and they go up to pop pop and they one by one take turns and smash his face open it was it the first one no it was the second one that really made the contact and like split his shit open split it open because josh couldn't even take it no more josh was like oh. They See, was Josh, you, they was fed up. Josh, you fucked around and found out. You fucked around and find out. That's what you get for following white people to Sweden to fucking communes. <laughs> and then, and at this point, Connie and Simon are fucking done. They're like, you people are fucked. Something is wrong with y'all. Fuck this. We are out of here. Let's go. Let's go. And then, um, and, and you know what, queer? I think um, I think those people that bashed his Pop Pop's head in, I kind of want to think they were, I guess, the closest of his family. Like, they were wearing, like, the same mm -hmm. sash. Like, I, mm -hmm. I thought because they were younger that they might be a part of, like, Yeah, because one of them, she didn't, look, she didn't look too older. I would right. say two of them looked maybe more mature, maybe in their 50s, and some of them did look a little younger, like 20s, maybe 30, yeah. Um, but yeah, they split. So you had these two dead motherfuckers with like no face over there next to the rocks. And um, Connie and Simon wasn't with it. And they was like, pretty much let's go. Like, fuck y'all. We ain't with none of this. And Sid, she said, you're fucked. We're <laughs> leaving. <laughs> You bitches and have issues. <laughs> just disrespect. Like she didn't mean to, but like you, you know what? You got the warm people. Like, hey, it's just some wild shit that's gonna go down. Like, and, if you and can't that's what it. that's what the old lady was saying, Siv. That's what, like, in in the background, if you hear her, she's asking Ingmar, like, did you not warn them? 
And Igmore was like, I'm sorry, I tried. And so then no, she you goes didn't up try. to him. That's some shit you tell people. You don't try to explain that shit. You need to let me know that I'm about to watch two fucking people plummet to their death off of a precipice. And let me know if I want to be cool with that. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. give me no so, hints about that. Yeah, shit. so she pretty, much, she pretty much explains to them, like, you know, instead of just people... Um, waiting till they are getting older and just weathering away. She's explaining this to Simon and Connie. Mm-hmm. Like these people, what they do is they freely give themselves as a sacrifice because it's uh, it's just the ultimate gift. And they also believe in, um, it, it's funny that earlier when we said prior rock, we said the circle of life, but in some way they believe it because they're like, you yeah, know, we'll have newborns. Yeah. yeah, we'll have newborns come in. So I guess they kind of want to reincarnate and just kind of, keep those spirits there so it's just like okay you know what that sounds good but you still got the warm bitches because we ain't you know even though this is tradition that you all have been doing since the dawn of time nigga we from london we we don't see no shit like that like just tell us to know see the next time y'all 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 need to provide people with an itinerary you know like i beat you you want me to come back to your harga and y'all having this festival don't don't they give out itineraries and, and schedules for festivals and shit yeah. you, you go to jazz fest you know who what band's gonna be playing what stage they gonna be at what time they gonna be there you know you know where the concession stands and shit is how y'all just invite me to this place and don't tell me that the at stupa is gonna happen at seven o'clock and and then don't even tell me what the shit is like how um that shit is rude yeah and um you know i blame I blame two people, mainly Pell, maybe one of the other people in the group, but Josh. Okay, I, I know you thought it was gonna be some medieval time performative Ashtupa, but as soon as you seen them old people at the top of the rocks, you should have been like, hold on. <laughs> no, like I'm surprised his black spidey sense didn't tingle because it would have tingled with me. The only person that had a tingle was Danny. And you know, when you're saying like the breathing and the connection, she did a lot of that throughout the movie mm-hmm. and it was made for her to be the maid queen later. So I really do feel like she was somehow connected to those people. Like as as Josh, as, as the black man out there doing the damn research, you saw these people go up there. So you know they weren't dummies. You saw this old ass lady on the ledge doing her motherfucking, you know, uh, uh, praise fucking praise dance to, to God and her liturgical dance, and she, you saw her doing that shit up there. And she you said liturgical dance. <laughs> 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 and you know, he, he would have thought like that would have been it. He could have been like, you know, in their in what they really do or historically what they've done is jumped off the cliff. That way, we could have been like, all up, all up. I don't feel right about this, just in case they do. Let me go back to the dorm. He was, he was, I think he, I think in his mind, he really kind of wanted to see if it was going to happen. And then when it happened, he was like, no, I shouldn't have watched this. This is, (laughs) no, nigga, this is, this is your research. This, this is, you pick. Go back to what I said, when you fuck around and find out, 
he fucked around and found out it's time to go. <laughs> you don't sit and wait for the second person to come off the cliff at that point. You be like, I'm good. I'm I'm fucking good. Where's the Amtrak back to London? I I gotta go. So um girl, we can stay on this scene all day, but let's press forward. But like this was one of those really climatic parts of the movie for me because I was just like, oh wow, wow. And again, just the um the special effects makeup. It was pretty. I, uh, I loved it. It was, it was wonderful and gory, and that shit looked real. Like it, it really looked like this lady bust herself wide open in front of them, and it looked like they bust that man's head wide open at the bottom of that. It was, it was great. I was like, wow, whoever did the fucking special effects for this shit is freaking amazing. What happens is next, uh, I think the big reveal was Josh, uh, he starts discussing how he wants this to be his thesis. Like he really wants to, it, it, like this always wanted to be his thesis, but he really wants to go boss the wall with this. Cause I guess he's seen so much. I would think like after seeing that, he would have been like, mm -mm. but he was like, no, I want to do this shit. And I think that's when he went back to the barn and he was talking to uh, Fuckboy Supreme and Fuckboy was like, oh, I want to do this too. And Josh was like, hold up. Why? This is my thing. This is my thing. You are never serious about this. He was like, I'm, he was like, I'm low-key even kind of impressed that you even got the audacity they come to me because we all know this is my thing. Right. And um, what did he say? Christian said, Oh, I want to study more of the people because it seems like they're doing the collective of the culture. Yeah, he's like, cool. you're you're doing more than one place. Like you're not doing this place, but you're doing like Germany and some other place after that. And I'm like, bitch, it don't matter. It it don't matter. I'm doing it here too. You slimy son of a bitch. So yeah, yeah, they got into it. So well, first of yeah, all, the fucking girl had to lost her mind. Then it was like I gotta go, and he was like, "You just need to take some time for yourself." Like didn't even bother fucking confident her. And then you gonna bring your ass inside in this motherfucking <laughs> sleep barn, <laughs> and this and go and have the nerve to tell this man that you gonna do your thesis on on the Hargo. Child, if, if that always, wasn't, if that's an epitome, my people feeling. They always got a fucking Christopher Columbus some shit. And, and I don't understand it. Y'all just, you, you've been knowing, like Josh been talking about this, this thesis forever. That was the whole purpose of going on this trip. But now all of a sudden your fucking ass is enlightened and inspired and motivated and shit. You know, now I'm going to do my thesis on Harga too. Bitch, go sit your fucking fuck boy stank booty ass down somewhere and stop fucking trying to copy all people paper and shit and go get your own goddamn ideas. I wish now, I have said all that, but he didn't. I have a question. So at this point, is, 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 Fuckboy ceiling because he's just an entitled white fuckboy. Or did old girl Maja Maya did she already put that love? She didn't put that love rock under his bed yet. So nope. he's not even being um what's the 
enchanted by the culture yet. He just being white. He, he just feeling. He just being. His he being a whole Republican. He being, he being a Republican. He, he being his ancestors taking shit and, and got to put it like, like they came up with the fucking idea. And then he going to have the nerve to tell that man, well, you know, you can collaborate with me on it. And but bitch, how about I fucking collaborate Why? your fucking face? Why? So I can make your grade better? Because right. if you collaborate with me, you might compromise what I'm doing. But me putting in the effort is going to be better with you. You're going to try to steal all the work. You're going to claim you're the senior writer on this. Fuck no. He fuck no. Fuck boy primo strikes again. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't even give a shit that I'm doing it on this place and some other fucking places. Mm-hmm. And then he gonna have the nerve to talk about what well, I didn't know you were gonna do your thesis on it. Nigga, we've been talking about this. We we've been talking about it. This is the whole point of why I'm here on this trip. And you gonna have the uh, the the sheer audacity to stand up here in my face and lie like I ain't never said this was what I was going to do and he just got all up on him told his ass he was un- he was lazy and unethical and all that kind of shit or whatever and then he going to tell him well I'm open to collaborating and blah, blah, boy see a real black person would have chinchucked his ass yep would have beat his ass up because Josh already out his element. He's like, you know what? I, at first, I used to just be like, Josh, what's this nigga doing here? But you know what? At least he's doing it for a thesis. Because outside of this, he wouldn't be hanging out with y'all, going no place like this. He is really there for his research. Mm-hmm. So at first, I was criticizing because I was like, Josh, what the fuck? Like, God, you couldn't do no African countries. Like, who the hell is this? But like, this, that's fine. Um, or cultures, but okay. You know, he's at least there for the work. What happens next? Do, does it does it pan to Connie and Simon kind of like them trying to get the fuck on? Yeah, Simon and Connie is is letting every fucking body know. Like they they don't care who here. They like we leaving this bitch tomorrow morning. Um, and and they packing up their shit and they like we not staying here. And um, then Josh confronts uh, their friend Pelly about fuckboy supreme stealing his thesis idea and he asked pelly if um the elders would he said he said pelly tells him that the elders would not be cool with either of them writing anything about the culture or about the ceremonies and so josh started to get on him because josh was like okay you told me you never spoke to him about it and so pelly was like well you know i did speak to him about it he did ask me first but you know, the point is they're not going to want to talk to none of y'all. So I'm like, how the fuck you lie to this man and tell him he can come here and get all this goddamn research and shit. And then now all of a sudden I can't talk to none of the elders about the stuff that's going on. Like I can't publish my shit anonymously. Like all y'all. And he was lying. And he was lying. Like, uh, I mean, you just got caught in a lie really fast. Like, oh yeah, he did ask me about this. So you did speak to him. So you were cool with so it's like you're you're either playing them both against each other, or I'm just like, is this some low key racism? Because then he was just like, well, y'all can do it, but y'all have to collaborate. So why that black man couldn't get his own just to do? But like now that you got somebody white who's gonna work with him, you cool? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but you know, honestly, I'm joking. But like, I really think he was just, 
I'm gonna I'm I'm say what I need to say to this guy to keep them here. I'm gonna say what I need to say to this guy to keep them here because we need to keep these people here. And that, and that's what I think was going on. Cause I, I don't think, which I'm gonna call it, asked him anything first. Cause he was the most non-committal person of the entire group. You know, he, he just was, he did not, he, he didn't talk about his thesis at any point to say, you know, this is what I'm gonna do it on. Or I'm gonna, he, he didn't even know what the fuck he was gonna do. He didn't know what he was gonna do with his life. And in the minute he sees some old people fly off a motherfucking cliff, he, oh, I'm inspired now. This is what I want to do my thesis on. Get get your ass bent, fuck boy. He makes me sick. Anyway, so Danny and Pelly start talking about um, what happened, you know, and she's like, you know, I need to go. I don't know why we're here, things like that. And so that's when he starts like bonding with her. You know, he explains that, you know, he wanted to share this once in a lifetime event with them. You know, and he's like trying to be friends with her. He's especially glad that they came because, you know, he's like her. And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? And blah, blah, blah. And so he's just like, I lost my parents in the fire. And I feel, you know, I felt orphaned, but these people here, became my family and, you know, they raised me. So I never felt lost like you do now, you know, like I, I had these people around me. And so like, I'm offering you the opportunity to, you know, get to know these people and have these people there, you know, I'm offering you family. Like, basically that's what he was saying. Like, I'm offering you the opportunity yeah. to, to get to know these people. And Trying so, to really connect with her, with her vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. And he, um, and he, because he, he he knows her situation and he knows she don't have a support system there as far as this friend group. So he's yeah. trying to really leech on to that. He 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 brought up a like he really he made a really, really good quote and I, I loved it because it, it reminds me of like you know, like real life. Um he said, he's my good friend. He's talking about fuckboy. Um, he's my good friend and I like him, but Danny, do you feel held by him? does he feel like home to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And that shit is real because when you yeah. keep dealing with relationships and shit, like you don't want to be with somebody who's emotionally distant, emotionally unavailable, who can't be the support that you need, yeah. you know, like, and, and, and home, home itself, like the physical home, your home should be your sanctuary. And if yeah. you're in a relationship with somebody, that person should be some type of support, some type of sanctuary for you. You should be able to go to them with with no issues, with no problems, you know, no judgment, no anything. Just somebody to listen, make sure you all right. See how you doing, check on you, y'all, you know, do that for each other. And he don't, he, ugh, like, ugh. I don't want fuck boy at home. Mm -mm. I bet you fuck boy at home stink, but I, mm -mm. no. got roaches. Yeah, it's got roaches and like orange peels everywhere, and it smells like like a boy's locker room. It's just it's just a mess. It's a fucking mess up there. Just worms crawling around everywhere. Oh my god! Just ugh, like ugh. So yeah, I I really liked that quote. You know, he's like, does he feel like home to you? And I think that's when she really started to have that emotional turn and started to mm -hmm. kind of like start to. Disconnect. Have some epiphany. Yeah. And and just, you know, don't even worry about this idiot. Um, so then after that, that's when, you know, they see the, you know, the blue, the blue people, the people that jumped their ass, launched their ass off that damn cliff. 
they're <laughs> they're being burned. Um, their bodies are being burned. Um, and so um, Danny asked Fuckboy, you know, if he was disturbed by what they saw, you know, because she was really disturbed. And so he was just like, yeah, it was shocking, but you know, I'm just trying to keep an open mind or whatever, blah blah blah. So he clearly just wasn't emotionally like affected, you know, yeah, like she was. Um, and so now it's like, it's bedtime. Um, uh, and Danny asked Josh if he had a sleeping pill for her. Um, and so later that night, Danny wakes up and she, like, she notices Mark and Christian um, and the group are leaving. And so she's mm -hmm. like, why the fuck y'all leaving me? Um, and mm -hmm. so she, she follows them and she sees them leaving in the car. Um, and then all of a sudden this smoke comes from mm -hmm. her mouth. Who was that in the back of the car? Was that Mark? That was, was Mark. Looking? Okay. Yeah, that, that face, I don't know what that face was about, but it was definitely yeah. him. Um, and then okay. the smoke starts coming from her mouth, and then there's lots of images of what happened that day, like the blue the blue man getting his face bashed in, and then his face comes back, and there's a lot of images of her dead parents. So obviously she's dreaming. She's, she's having some type of dreams. Um, and it's like she sees her parents at the bottom of that precipice and her sister and you know all this shit or whatever um and then <clears throat> as she's sleeping maja the little you know seductress redhead girl she um she puts she runs over to their side of the room and then she puts that thing under christian's bed um and then she goes away and then at that moment i think josh saw her. her yeah he saw he her do it so the next morning, um, everybody's awake but Danny. Um, and then the villagers take the ashes from the, you know, the blue people and um, mm -hmm. they put them inside of this huge ash tree. So you see all mm -hmm. this stuff going on in the background, but that's what they're doing. They're putting the ashes um, into this an ancestral tree or whatever. Um, and so Josh, um, what happened up there? Josh and Mark both talk with Pelly. And I guess Pelly tell them whatever the hell they want to know, you know. So he says, Josh can write about his thesis, but with some conditions, um, including the fact that he has to split it with Christian, um, mm -hmm. who he claims came to him first. I think that's bullshit, but, you know, whatever. Um, Mark says, I, I got to go take a piss, you know, whatever, whatever. He just nasty. How you just don't piss in... And you know what? Don't worry about it. Um that when um is that when Josh takes out that stone and talks to Pele and like, hey, I seen Maja put this under Christian's yeah, bed. Like right after right after Mark goes to take his piss, he hands that thing to to Pele and he asked him what that the what the item was. Um and he said that he said the red haired girl put this under Christian's bed. And Pelly says that um, it's a love rune and it casts a love spell. And so he says he thinks that the redhead girl, you know, is is got got he's fixed, she's fixated on fuckboy. And basically she's at age where the elders have pretty much allow her sex, but there's like some stipulations. What do they say? Yeah. Like a hand something. I was like, what? Yeah. Don't know what that means. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, fuck fuck boy comes over there and you know Pelly tells him about the deal with the thesis and he's all excited. And then he tells uh fuck boy that 
his sister Maja has taken a liking to him and mm -hmm. that she got her big mendiglast, which I guess is a fancy word for a, a, a period. Well, not a period, but it says she she has her she got her pants license, so she she's gotten permission to have sex or have to, to mate. But that's what he called it a pants license, a big smin big smindiglast. Big I don't know why I thought like that meant like she got her cycle, so she's of age now, so they'll allow her to mate. It's probably what it is. Yeah, he he definitely because he said she got it last year. Uh, mm -hmm. her, her pants license <laughs> um, and Christian says well good for her <laughs> like you <fucking laughs> he's a fucking idiot um, so they're having this conversation all this stuff is going on in the background and this fucking villager just fucking takes off out of nowhere he's like cussing and screaming in Swedish and all this kind of shit or whatever he's running to an area well he runs to where Mark. the fucking tree is because Mark's dumbass is pissing outside on the fucking tree. It's the ancestral tree. They're putting, they put their ancestors. Unless you, unless you paid attention to it, it does look like, you know, a tree. But why but, do you be pissing outside though? This, this yeah, ain't no. bourbon street. This, this, this ain't America. Like you see yeah, people. Just like, I didn't putting shit into a tree. Yeah. They, I mean, they were literally working right there, like putting shit in a tree and you gonna yeah. go over there and piss in a tree when they got outhouses all over this place. Like- Dude was he, really pissed. He like looked like he was about to, he looked like he was about to serve Mark those hands. Like Mark was about to catch those okay. hands. So after that, Danny walks by the kitchen um, and the ladies invite her in to cook with them, you know, um, mm -hmm. and- <laughs> You know, you see her as she walk in and they put in the little robe for her and she's, you know, about to start getting mixed in with them. And then you see the little redhead girl with her own little meat pie thing or whatever. They don't mm -hmm. show her do anything to it, but, you know, it's definitely, you know, you see Separate her with her own, you know, meat pie, the nasty, little nasty. Um, so then after that, Josh is in the temple um, with an elder discussing the Ruby Raider, the, the, the scripture book. Um, and he's like looking at some of the pages, looking at like the, um, like the different rooms and things like that. And you see some of the pages have been like colored on with paint and stuff from the little deformed person that they kept showing earlier that was, you know, painting on shit. Um, and so apparently that deformed person is what they call an oracle. Um, and then the Ruby Raider is a work um, that they interpret. Like, so the oracle writes and puts stuff in a book and then the elders interpret what the oracle is trying to say. And then um, they do mention that the oracles are all uh, inbred and that uh, explains yeah. he looks like that. Yeah, he said they all of their oracles are deliberate products of inbreeding. And I was like, wow. And I think he said that it's because they're they're not clouded by I forget the how outside. It. Yeah, it's like their 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 cognition or something is unclouded or something mm -hmm. like that. Basically, you want them to be special so yeah. they just don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> pretty much. Oh my God. They're not, they're not affected by the wows of the world and actual regular normal chromosomes and shit. They, they must have the, the sight because, you know, they, they, they mamas fucking, they brothers and shit. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't, I don't want to develop superpowers that way. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. Right, I want to take the serum. Right. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, give, give me the, give me the super soldier serum. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to get my magical powers the other way. I don't want my daddy to be my brother and my nephew too. Then Josh. <laughs> Uh, ask this man if he could take a photograph of the damn scripture book. And that motherfucking elder looked at his ass like he was the craziest person in the world and told him, hey, well, I already told y'all we didn't even want to fuck with the idea of giving y'all anything. And then we had old boy talk to y'all basically like, y'all can do this, but you can't do this. You asked, could you read my Bible? I told you no. Um, and y'all have to work together. They gave you stipulation and yo black bold ass. I don't know if you just got excited. Can I take a picture? Are you fucking, are you mad? Are you mad? So that means, he looked at him too. Are you mad? No. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you have like a camera or even a camera phone, but like to me, I would just like, cause for the most part people have camera phones. I don't even know where they were charging their phones if they have phones. But it's just like, well, I mean, they can, they got a TV to watch fucking Austin Powers. So they got some kind of cable source, maybe a generator. But he know that, oh, this motherfucker got a camera. He could take things out of us right now, get away. Nah, this ain't gonna work. Right, no. Well, that's where my mind went. So yeah, so he he told that man no. Like you, what's wrong with you? Like, no, you you can't take pictures of shit. Like, don't ask me. Um, so at that same time, when they're having that conversation, um, and Danny's pulling out her, you know, meat tarts from the oven and Mark's stumbling around, they all hear a woman scream in a distance and it like, they don't know what the hell it is, but it, it's definitely a woman and it's definitely a scream. Um, so they, at supper time, they all get together and they're getting served the meat tarts, you know, that the, the men, all the women all prepared. And um, they place one in front of Fuckboy and the old lady kind of like, you know, was like, yeah, this is, this is a special one. Like whatever her little face she was doing, she was like, mm -hmm, here you go, your little meat tart, there you go. And everyone's kind of sitting orderly at this table and everyone's got a tart in front of them. Of course, you know, more of the people who are in the cult, they're sitting more amongst each other. And then, you know, the main character sitting with each other. I don't know what kind of tart it is, but everyone has a juice in front of them. I was telling Ted before this started, I noticed, so everybody's juice looked like a lemonade, a lemon spritzer, <laughs> got that light yellow color. And I noticed, I was like, fuck boy got grapefruit uh, juice. So I'm starting to look at everybody else's cup. Like maybe the men got different drinks. The women got different drinks. And I'm looking at all the drinks. I was like, nah, this drink looked different. So Mark bites into the tart. No, 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 fuck boy, Christian bites into the tart and he pulls out a hair and Mark's 
ass who ain't got no coops. Like, oh my God, is that a pube? Just like, just uncouth. <laughs> oh my God, you're eating hair pie. You're eating hair pie. <laughs> is that a pubic hair? Oh my God. Like, wasn't even, wasn't even trying to be discreet. And he's just, you know, fucking <laughs> trying to be cool and be like, you know, it could have been just a hair. It's just a hair, you know, <laughs> Mark, like, yeah. nah, nigga. If you see one pube, you done seen the ball, and that's a pube. <laughs> like, oh look at these people's hair. That ain't nobody's hair. <laughs> Mark is like, you, you can Stop believe it. If kitchen. you want, Biggie, I know what a pube hair look like, and that's it, a pube. Yeah, like if Simon or Josh was possibly in the kitchen, maybe, because it was a little wiry, you know, it had a 4B texture. No. Don't none of these people's hair look like that. And then he just, you know, he's just trying to brush it off, like whatever, man. And he takes his drink and he sits it down. And I had noticed, I was like, this grapefruit juice, mm. this ain't grapefruit juice. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, does anybody have a juice that look like this color? No. Okay. That juice has a little bit more of a tint and melanin into it because that juice has menstrual blood in it mm-hmm. so the hair the menstrual blood the uh love lure whatever love it's room. called mm-hmm. room excuse me it's all part of her plan to get this man yes yeah, it's, it's part of that 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 little love story that they read about on that tapestry in the beginning she's she's trying to snag her a mate oh, yeah that's nasty i don't want no pew pie uh but they're they're and they're also at the table and so Danny um, asks, you know, has anybody, you know, seen Connie or something like that? And then one of the villagers went out of his way to be like, well, yeah, um, I, I know what Connie is. And, you know, uh, Simon calmed her down and he called and then I took her to the train station, you know, um, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Danny was like, I don't, I don't think that's the truth. Like, why would Simon leave without her, you know? And Christian was like, why wouldn't she say anything to anyone before she leaves? And then it brought, you know what's so interesting? You said not too long ago, we heard a woman scream off to the side, but we don't know. We don't know who that woman was. Nobody knows where that sound came from or nothing. And Christian was like, you know what? Maybe it was some type of miscommunication as to how, you know, Simon left without her and blah, blah, blah. And Danny was like, Danny just looking at him like, you just keep saying, I'm getting really tired. Danny said, I can see you doing that. <laughs> like, I can, I can see you doing that. And he was like, what the hell are you talking about? And we, and I like that because we started to see the energy shift where, you know, at first she was so codependent and like, why aren't you talking to me? Or she's making the excuses. And now she's just like, you know, you, you really been on that bullshit lately. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm off. I'm gonna slap the shit out of you real quick. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. sick of you. Um, and so Marcus, Marcus standing there. <laughs> Marcus sitting there, and the guy who was all upset about that tree earlier is literally sitting in the table, staring at his ass. Like he ain't eating, mm-hmm. he ain't drinking, he ain't doing nothing. He just staring at Mark. And so Mark was like, somebody seems like they still sore about their ancestral tree. And then he asked one of them. He said. Said, dude, is that girl, is that guy gonna kill me? <laughs> like, 
Could be, could be not. Right. <laughs> you know, you pissed on their people. What you think? <laughs> Shit. Um, so Josh leans over to Christian, uh, sorry, fuck boy, um, and asked him if he learned anything about the Ruby Raider, you know. And instead of this nigga just fucking talking, you know, establishing some dialogue, he gonna look and get all sarcastic with Josh and be all, oh, so now you wanna collaborate and blah, blah, blah. And Josh was like, fuck you, nigga. I'm sorry, I talked to your stupid ass. You need to get the fuck from by me because if you fucking keep on talking to me, we gonna, you know, throw hands. Well, he didn't say the part about throwing hands, but I wish he would have said it. But he basically was like, fuck off, nigga. I'm sorry, I talked to you. I'm sorry I brought this shit up. We won't even have to talk about this shit no more. Yeah. I hate that. I hate him. Anyway, so that's when he takes a bite out of that pie and he pull out that hair and Mark was like, it's a pube. <laughs> and then he like, he drank that juice and then you see his is redder than everybody else. And then you know it ain't no motherfucking, what you call it, a lemon spritzer. It ain't no lemon spritzer. <laughs> lemon spritzer, you. So they all sitting at the table. And the little girl, I think her name is Inga or whatever, but the one that likes Mark um, mm-hmm. tells Mark to come with her. Like, he, she didn't say where they was going. She didn't say what they was going to do. She was just like, come with me. I'll show you. Come come on with me. And Mark was like, well, hell yeah. I think I'm going to go get some pussy. So I'll see y'all later. So he leaves with the girl. Um, and Josh is reading something. I couldn't really tell what he was reading on my screen, but it was some notes. Um, that he looked kind of bothered by. Um, and then it's nighttime. Everybody's in bed or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Josh's dumb ass decides to sneak out of the barn bed and go to the temple where the Ruby Raider, the scripture is. So he, And I knew he was going to get out of bed because he kept them tennis shoes on. He kept them fucking shoes on. <laughs> like, sir. Don't do nothing stupid. Please don't do nothing stupid. But he do something stupid. He goes into the damn temple and he starts taking pictures of the motherfucking pages and shit. I mean, just snapping, snapping, snapping. And so in the, the little mirror behind him, you see somebody come in the room behind him. Um, and so he turns around and he thinks it's Mark. It looks like Mark. But whoever he is, he thinks this person is Mark. He's like, dude, why did you open this door and blah, blah, blah? We're not supposed to be in here and blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of looks a little bit closer to see if it's Mark. Um, and then he get molly whopped on the fucking head with that fucking Acme hammer um, mm-hmm. from the damn cartoon. <laughs> and they the bust, bust his shit to the white beat. He go down on the ground, blam. Um, and so then- trembling and shit. <laughs> Right, he like making noise, like mm. at least I think that was him making the noises. I don't know. No, 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 no. That wasn't Mark was not Mark. Uh Josh was just trembling and shaking because I guess he hit some kind of nerve or something. Mm-hmm. Whoever was looking upon Josh, yes, was making noises. And I need to ask you this. Mm-hmm. You remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes. But she looked up and she seen Leatherface wearing her man's face, looking back at her. Was yeah. that what I was saying? Was yeah. that person wearing Mark's face? That person was wearing all of Mark. Yes, that is correct. That was that. Like, he was kind of right. It was Mark, but it wasn't Mark. 
but it was summer mark. Yeah, mm -hmm. they was clearly wearing mark skin because it did not look like it fit. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. So they they done took mark and skinned mark and did all kind of shit. So mark ass dead now. And then Josh ass about to go be finished being dead because they molly wiped the shit out of his ass in the goddamn <sighs> in the temple. Like you, 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 you see his ass walk off and you like, what the fuck you doing? Don't go in there. Don't fucking take no pictures. Stop doing. You do the same exact shit these people want to do because you ain't got no respect for me. You fucking went with the ass. You act just like them. I know. Josh asked it like, is your GPA like that bad? You seem like a smart guy. Like what you trying to do? Win a Nobel Peace Prize? You're supposed to get a good grade, graduate, and get the hell on and go get a job. Right. Right. And, and forget about them people. When you do your turn your damn thesis in and you graduate with your master's or your PhD, you fucking forget about them people. You fucking forget that you ever went and to also, school with their ass. Matter of fact, also, you've already seen a lot. Like, what you need? I mean, let's see. We're just doing the most. I, I know how to just do enough to just, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I can get I, everything else from the fucking books in the library and shit. Like, mm -mm. I, I don't mm -hmm. even keep taking pictures and getting molly wopped in the fucking head. So, so Josh is clearly dead because the body gets dragged off his blood. Mm -hmm. He dead. Yeah. They, they, next morning, everybody wake up. They notice that Josh isn't there. Danny asks about Mark, and Crystal says he wouldn't be surprised. If he's still with that girl. And then Danny asks about Josh, and Josh says, I'm not too concerned about where he is. And I'm like, nigga, fuck you. Like, mm -hmm. this is supposed this was supposed to be your friend, but not because you done stole his idea, you won't be mad at him. Okay, that's 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 y'all because you you just gas sounds very on brand. brand. Sounds very on brand. He, yeah, very on brand. He, I mean, how you 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 cast like everybody. Then you're going to be mad. You stole this man idea, but you mad at him. You uh -huh. Anyway, so the elder announces, they make an announcement, a pointed announcement, um, that the 19th book of the Ruby Raider of the scripture is missing from the temple. And that, you know, whoever took it, that's the way they say, whoever took it, Please bring it back. We're not going to ask no questions. We, we're going to leave it open so you can just bring it back in there without penalty. You know, just we, we need the book back or whatever. Um, and it already don't look good. You've got outsiders who's coming in who's interested in the culture and the book. And obviously it's like, I'm talking to y'all, but I'm just trying to be nice. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to be nice, but I know it's one of y'all and we done already took care of it, but we got to make it seem like we're trying to find out what the fuck is going on. Um, so there, Danny, Christian, and Pelly, they're approached um, and questioned about where are Josh and Mark. Um, and, you know, they were like, you know, it's kind of a big coincidence that, you know, these, this, they, these two people disappear on the same day that this book has gone missing. And then fuckboy Primo goes into full-on fucking Republican. transformation fuckboy mode. And he's like, you know, we don't know what's going on. We in the dark with all of this and blah, blah, blah. And we don't know where Mark went and we didn't see him at all. And then Danny was like, nigga, we saw Mark leave with that girl the other night. And so he was like, you know what? Yeah, we did see him go off with that girl and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, 
you know, we saw him go off, but I, I, I do believe Josh might have did something like this. You know, it could have been him that stole it, you know, because when we went to bed, he went to bed. And then when we woke up, he wasn't there, you know, and like, then he started telling the man, you know, that we ain't friends and we not collaborators and we didn't put him up to do this. And blah. I mean, just throwing him all up under the bus, you know, like he was wrong, but it's just like he just throwing more, you know, more dirt on his man. Under the bus. He put that shit in drive, then put it in reverse. Yeah. Then put it, in drive it was like, dude, like how do these people manage to be friends with your ass? I don't know. Um, and so Danny, like, give him this look like, for real, nigga? This what you're doing right now? Hmm. He's supposed to be your friend. So you just, yeah. you, you just ratting on him like this? Like, the hmm. look on her face was priceless. Um, but they both looked at him like that. Kelly did, too, was like, what? Like, hmm. you are, you, you are you're a right. piece of work. <laughs> so the elders send Pelly and I to look for Josh and Mark. And then Danny is supposed to go work with the women and then Fuckboy was told to go see the elder lady Siv in the house. Mm -hmm. Danny is being taught how to make tea for the, you know, the Maypole competition and, you know, all this kind of shit or whatever. And they, you know, like giving her the information how to make them, what it's all about, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, in this movie, like, um, I think she took some of the tea and she started seeing like grass, grass. in her feet. You so know, what's in that tea, girl? Girl, probably, probably some fucking psilocybin or some motherfucking molly or some shit. I don't know. They, that, that shit that had them people fucking biting people and turning into zombies in Florida. I don't know. They, they had some shit up in there. Um, <laughs> Girl, after after that first day with them people, I wouldn't have drank a motherfucking thing that mm -hmm. they put in front of me. Like all that shit, you know, like you, you have your little thing on the table and you know, you'd be like, oh, this is nice. And then be like, oh, y'all got some unopened bottle of water. <laughs> I need, I need this, I need something I to feel to the water. Because this is ridiculous. Um, so it's like she looks like she's connected with the earth and you know, all this kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then they do, I guess they get ready for the, the Maypole, you know, dance competition. Um, and, you know, whoever's going to be the last person standing of all the girls, blah, blah, blah. That's the one who's going to be crowned, uh, crowned the May Queen uh, for her stamina. So they start. And Danny looked like she is having a great time. Like, and if you pay attention from like where she started in the beginning, like you rarely saw her smile at all mm -hmm. but when she's like working with these women and she's doing these activities and doing this dance she's like smiling her ass off like like mm -hmm. she, she forget that she's even grieving um and then fuck boy goes to the room in the house and he's waiting and as he's waiting he's looking at a painting on the wall and it's a painting of a bear that's on fire um mm -hmm. and so Siv tells him to come in and, you know, he's breaking this awkward silence by saying, you know, I don't know where Josh is. Like, he's ready to give the fucking boy up. If they ever robbed the fucking bank, that nigga would rat their asses out. Like, he need to be the first like one her. to catch a cat. I, I, oh, God. Anyway, so she was like, I'm asking you about Maja. Um, and he was like, you know, what about her? And she was like, you know, she 
she likes you and you know uh she she you know she want to do the do the duty get your booty you know whatever she's been approved to mate with you you know you're a you're a um i think she called him a perfect astrological match or some shit like that yeah um and then mm-hmm. he leaves so like the, the real part of this conversation with, for me was the fact that he didn't even seem like he was insulted, like he was, you know, like, how dare you make me do this? I have a girlfriend, like, you know, like appalled or anything like that. He just walked out the house like, hmm, this might be something that I could probably consider, you know. Yeah, he wasn't offended. At, the, the thing was, he wasn't, a, he didn't take offense to it. Yeah. So like, you know y'all like that but he just he he makes me sick anyway he left the house and then he goes to watch the competition um and danny is just having a damn blast and so he's watching the the competition he's sitting watching the competition and you know maja just so happens to fall down so she's out of the competition now and so she's walking away and you know her eyes are on him the entire time that she's walking away. Um, so she's basically, you know, done, done learned the art of eye-fucking, you know, mm-hmm. she just walks on by. Um, so there's eight ladies left and, you know, Danny's all smiling and happy and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, she looks in the crowd and everybody's out there. You know how, like, when you go, or like, I'm deaf, deaf people, deaf people. that thing where, yeah, like they clap like that. That's what they were doing. And everybody was doing that shit except for him but fuck boy because he wasn't even paying attention to what she was doing and she looked and it's like she further gets these reaffirmations that uh not or affirmation excuse me or things reaffirming like he's not interested in her Mm. or he don't care about her or it's just like about him if it's not about him he ain't really interested and this is like one time when she's really she's she's starting to become happier like she's being successful at something like you know she's at a good place in spite of everything that's going on and he he could give a damn and and what's also crazy is like even even when she's at her happiest like you see her out there she's just beaming and smiling and having a good time she still like comes back to him and want to include him Mm -hmm. in her happiness and he don't do shit like that he wants she wants his affirmation Mm -hmm. I just, I was like, oh, what a jerk. Anyway, one of the villagers gives him some tea. It says they'll make him open to the influences. Um, And initially he tries to give it back. And the lady was like, no, 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 you go ahead and take it and blah, 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 whatever. Um, And so then he he drinks it. Um, Danny, in the meantime, is fucking tripping hard. Like she just twirling and swirling and doing all that kind of shit. She having a blast. Um, and she she starts talking gibberish, but it sounds like she's talking Swedish. So this bitch is really tripping, but she's connecting with this other lady. Mm-hmm. She's having a good time. And then, bam, she's the only woman left standing. So they mm-hmm. celebrate her and they crown her the new May Queen. So who didn't see that come? I, I, I did, but you know. Um, so she she wins. Um, she and then they gather around her, and as she's like walking through these crowd of people, because you know she also on that sauce. Um, she sees her mom and her dad, like they walk past her, and she was like, "What the fuck, you know, mama, what you doing here?" 
Um, so Pelly walks up like, cause everybody's congratulating her. Oh my God, congratulations. And Pelly was like, oh my God, you one make queen. And he haul off and give her a fucking kiss on her mouth. And she didn't mm -hmm. object. I mean, you're, you're starting to see the plan and all of this, mm -hmm. like how they're pretty much dividing and conquering this group so they can get what they need out of each person where there's like, you need to be out of the way. Mm -hmm. We need this purpose. We need you for this purpose. Yep. So, um, so they put her, they put her on this platform and they hurt, they hoist her in the air and they carry her away as she's singing. Um, and then you start to see the gap, like you notice the gap between her and her being carried away and Christian, I'm sorry, fuck boy, still sitting his ass back there on the ground because he's fucking crazy. And then he's like standing up and they're just carrying her away. And then eventually they get to this banquet table um and then everybody's standing and then christian joins like he's the last person to actually sit down um looking all you know i guess like by himself or whatever like just not like the rest of the other people you start um, to notice their um their confidence shifts yes like of course his confidence was false confidence in the beginning mm -hmm. but now that she's getting celebrated she's in a different place you start to see him shrink yeah his personality and she's just being you know mm -hmm. put on a pedestal and she feels better yeah and and she's not needing him as much anymore mm -hmm. and that also does something to him too like as as awful as he was and as distant as he was he still wanted her to be dependent on mm -hmm. him and she's not like that anymore so now he's down at the other part of the table looking like a fucking asshole makes me mm -hmm. um so while all of this is going on, like you can see the environment and stuff around these people, like stuff is looks like it's breathing, like the flowers in her hair, the food and the flowers on the tables, like all of this stuff looks like it has life and it's breathing. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's really creepy. Um, and so she sits down, they sit when she sits, they eat when she eats. Um, they try to get her to eat some kind of fucking fish, but she can't eat it. But they all laugh like it's a big old joke. Um, and then mm -hmm. Fuckboy, I thought this shit was funny as hell. I don't know why. But Fuckboy asked the man sitting next to him. He's like, because, you know, he tripping. He on that fucking sauce because he drank it. He was like, what is going on? And the old <laughs> man turned to him and he go and clap in his face. And then, like, I don't know what the hell happened to Fuckboy, but, like, Fuckboy get this look on his face like he want to cry, and he be like, why did you do that? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was about, but that shit is hilarious to me. Oh, my God. But anyway, they, they toast to the May Queen, and they tell her, you know, oh, the girl, like, they toast to her, and then she sits down, and the girl's like, you're family now. Like, you're the family, and blah, blah, blah. Um, Christian because <laughs> you know redhead girl and got up and you know she's walking away and blah 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 and um while she's walking away and like walking to the house you see this other lady walking backwards toward them putting flowers on the ground yeah yeah the the redhead walks by and she leaves and christian is following her with his mm -hmm. eyes 
and Danny notices that he's looking at her like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then Siv says, now it's time for the May Queen to bless our crops and livestock. Um, and even while they're doing this, like they're praising her, she's going to bless them. She still asks, can fuck boy come with me? And Siv was like, hell no, you have to ride alone, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so she's placed in a carriage and, you know, the, the women pick the carriage up and, you know, bring her to the place like these are strong ass fucking women because that shit look heavy. Um, but they mm -hmm. bring her to the place and, you know, like while she's leaving in the carriage, the lady with the flowers creates a path and walk up to Christian um, and then fuck boy follows the path of flowers mm -hmm off to the house the next scene is there you know the may queen is ritually blessing and all of this stuff and like they're putting stuff in the ground so they can bless the crops and all this shit fuck boy in the meantime is getting ready to get some ass from mm -hmm. maja or whatever so he's entering this chamber um where these naked women are standing like it's all these different types of white looking native bodies and you know, Maja is down there like, you know, she's ready to be, you know, plowed. Yeah, like she did just like this whole little beautiful ritualistic little ceremony and shit. Um, and so then the mating starts. And, you know, clearly you can tell she's a virgin. Um, mm -hmm. And so like she reaches her hand out and I'm guessing this lady, I'm guessing it might be her mama, like her actual mother, mm -hmm. bends down and takes her hand and starts like, singing to her and shit and so mark is getting his hump on and like all these people are like around like his like the lady face and his face is like that and i was like mm -hmm. bitch if that was me my dick would be flaccid like don't don't be in my face like this we we not no get out i need my privacy <laughs> like you sing well, I mean, in my girl, face he is on that uh midsummer tea so we don't know <laughs> He was just like, you know, like that. Uh, no, bitch, get out of my face. Like, he, he is like, like looking around, like, what is going on? But he's still like actively mm -hmm. fucking. He and, is, um, yeah, he is fucking his ass off. Um, and so they're like, they're like, they're being really soothing with her. It's like a whole rhythmic, rhythmical kind of thing. And like, they start to vocalize you know, like her noise. So like the noises that Maja makes, they're like vocalizing and singing these noises all together and shit. So May Queen and the crew, they come back. Um, and last year's May Queen tells Danny, you know, that we have to go to Siv's house for the ceremony with the other May Queens and blah, blah, blah. And Danny was like listening to all of these sounds. And so she's like, what the hell is going on over there? And so the girl was like, that's not for us. Don't even worry about that. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go to the house. Danny walked her ass over there anyway, because you know white people don't listen to no fucking body. Y'all just yeah, but she's just, also like she also like where my man at? Right, right. Where this nigga at? Like, and, and, <laughs> like, like in in a way, I want you to like trust your gut, but in a way, I just like I don't want to see that shit. So she mm -hmm. she goes over there to that damn that place where they are, um, and she looks down in the peephole, and I'm guessing she see fucking. Fuck boys, white crack, just going to town and shit, you know, whatever. And so she is just phew, like out of there. So 
she starts gagging and vomiting and just like sobbing and shit. And she runs out of there. She go run to the barn house, um, the barn bed house to go get in her bed. And the other May queens and the ladies, they come with her because they see she's fucking distraught and shit. Um, and so they get to the barn house and they, you know, like she goes and lay down and like the other ladies are trying to comfort her and shit. And she gets back down on the floor and she is just like wailing, like letting all of it out. And the ladies, the other ladies start to do this with her as well. You know, like in, in a really like rhythmic. Ritualistic, like a chanting. Like yeah. a chant. You know, it's so interesting because it's like the breathing is a big part of their culture. Like when they took the tea before they did the May Queen dance. Mm -hmm. They drank their drink and then they took a break together. And then, and then the women, when the women are at Maja's deflowering ceremony, they're like orgasmically chanting together to like, mm -hmm. I don't know, to like, but the focus is on her. It's not really like the other women are doing it for sexual reasons with them. And now there's like a grief cry or chant together. Like in mm -hmm. different cultures, we have, like, especially where I'm from, like in some parts of the funeral, they have women who are professional weepers. Like they mm -hmm. all collectively weep together. So uh, I just kind of noticed this theme, like, especially, it seems like the women, they really try to have like some community together where yeah. they um, feel with each other. Like mm -hmm. they try to have some kind of emotional connection. Yeah. And, and it's totally different than what she's been getting from you know Christian, like she actually has somebody that can go through that not not so much that experience, but actually be able to have that emotional support that she mm -hmm. needs. You know, um, she's she's not alone in this, and like y'all y'all are actually here, y'all are actually with me, and I'm going through this shit. So mm -hmm. it's it, to me, I know a lot of people don't like that scene, but I, I thought it was a powerful and meaningful scene. Like she. Mm -hmm. Compared to, like I said earlier, when her parents died and her sister died and she's like wailing and fucking sobbing on Krishna, he looked like he don't know what the fuck to do, how to hug her or nothing like that. You have this group of women who actually are here for you and, you know, letting you get this badness out and actually trying to be there and connect with you on an emotional level. So I think that shit just changed shit for her. Like, I think that was... That really was a shit that just like ploop turned that switch off, and she was like, "Fuck Christian, like I ain't gotta deal with his ass no more." Mm -hmm. So we get back to the the naked lady orgy, um, and <laughs> your favorite part of queer when that lady. <laughs> you got some. You got some. Um, you got Auntie Shirley, like, and they're all naked. All these women. It's not like a. I guess the fantasy scene, there are women of various sizes and ages, all naked. So, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you, you see somebody like a model, somebody look like your mama, somebody look like your grandmama, someone lovely too. I like uh, Megan Thee Stallion, someone looks like, I don't know, somebody, Judge Maybelline, I don't know. They all look different. And one of the aunties who probably look like she's in her 50s and she's got this stringy hair, while Chris is going to town, missionary style on girl, she's just like, I guess she, you know, the aunties want to be influential in the culture moving forward in the process. So she takes her hands and puts it on his butt 
and pushes and assists in the thrust. And, I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell? and he didn't even stop her. At first, he did turn around like, what? But she was just like, get it, give it to her. And, you know, and it's just weird. And then, you know, when he finally comes to, mm-hmm. not comes to, when he comes, shit, Maja then gets, um, she's leaning her body back in an angle to make sure, I guess, whatever he's releasing yeah. her is going yeah. inside her. And, like you know, you yeah. yeah, and like uh, she's like, she's like, I feel it, I feel my baby, <laughs> and then that's when Christian wakes up and he like, what the fuck? And he turned around and looked at that lady, and that lady's smiling, kind of like, gotcha, <laughs> we have your fucking baby, and um, <laughs> he takes off because he's just stunned. He, I think, I guess the uh, Miss Number T is wearing off, and he's just like, I got fuck out of here he totally forgets he's naked I guess and we just see balls and chains jangling everywhere he's running around and then he finally sees people and he grabs his junk because he's like oh shit I'm naked so he takes off (laughs) (laughs) she was you don't leave my ass alone I'm trying to fuck what are you doing? <laughs> I know how to do this already. What are you doing? He was like, no, I need you to, I need you to get up and now. Oh my God. Yeah, he's he's running. He's running away. I don't know where exactly he was running to. I think he was trying to get to the barn place or something. I don't I don't know what was going on, but he ran a couple of different places and it wasn't helping for him. Um and then he runs toward a, a garden of some sort and, <laughs> and when he sees this garden he sees that a black leg is sticking up out of the garden so there, there, there was only one black person there so mm-hmm. we, we know who that leg belonged to yeah um, sure do <laughs> so he sees that and then he runs and eventually goes inside this chicken coop um, when he gets inside the chicken coop, he's even more fucking like, what the hell is going on? Because there's a fucking body splayed out over the fucking chickens in the chicken coop. Um, and it's it's done like really ritualistic and shit. Like the person's back is all spread out and open and they took the lungs and make the lungs look like wings or whatever. I think I read it. They called it something like a blood eagle. I think that's what blood it eagle. And, um, and then when you get closer to the body, you see that it's Simon. Like Simon mm-hmm. has like flowers stuffed in his eyes and he has like a wreath on his head and he's all stuck in this position. Um, and so just as fuckboy is getting ready to like run up out of there one of the villagers blow something in his face and he falls down and then the the elder person closes like physically closes his eyes mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck yo yeah. what what i had to look that shit up a fucking blood eagle what the fuck Hi. i got on my wikipedia right now i'm just like oh okay i was like why y'all why y'all so fucking crazy? 
why why y'all so crazy? Why do y'all know how to do this? Why, why are y'all so ritualistic? Like, calm down. Right. It's like every, everything don't have to mean something, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. Like, you just want to kill a motherfucker, just kill a motherfucker. Like, you ain't got to feed them yeah. to the chickens to help them grow so they yeah, can. You don't get away and expose our asses. We get it. You right. don't have to do all that, but whatever. Not, not none of that shit. The next scene happens, and we hear somebody saying, Christian, Christian. And then the lady opens, like physically opens his eyes so he can see. Um, and it's one of the ladies in the um in the the you know the commune that's telling him, you know, he can't speak, you know, he can't speak, he can't He's pretty move. much catatonic. Yeah, he he can't do shit. Um, and and so, but she's he's going, aware of what's going on. Oh yeah, very, very aware of everything that's happening. Um, and so then you see her go back, and she stands with the rest of the group. Um, and then when you look at the scene, um, Christian is sitting his ass in this wicker you know, ass chair. Fucking, <laughs> fucking wicker, fucking wicker basket wheelchair. Um. In, in his little ceremonial clothes, they done changed his clothes and shit. Um, and then Danny is sitting on this platform in this fucking flower dress. Like it's just a dress made of fucking flowers. Um, mm -hmm. And so Siv says, you know, that they're there, you know, to, you know, as to do this uh, ceremony as a part of um, offering to the deity of reciprocity, you know, that they have to offer nine human lives to this deity. And, you know, because, you know, it's it's a nine day festival and this thing happens only, you know, 90 times, a, you know, every 90 year or some shit like that. Um, and she says, as Harga takes, so Harga also gives. And so mm -hmm. she says that four of the nine lives has to be from the outside. And so those mm -hmm. outsiders are Mark, Josh, Simon, and Connie. And mm -hmm. then four lives have to come from the Harga people. Um, so there were two that were already dedicated. Um, I don't know what the fuck that means. So if y'all know what the fuck that means, put that shit in one of our posts if, if you know what the mm -hmm. shit that means. But it's it's two people from Harga who were already dedicated. Um, they already look dead. Um, and two people from Harga who volunteered. Um, and that was Ingmar and Ulf. So they, they offered to be sacrificed to this deity. Um, and then as the May Queen, one last person um, is chosen by her to go be sacrificed to this deity. And so it had to be either a person from Harga who was selected by a little lottery type of system or a specially ordained, um, you know, especially ordained Har or Hargan, um, who was selected by a lottery, or a selected new blood who is fuckboy. So they draw the little lottery and, you know, they pick somebody named Turbion. And so, like, now Danny has to choose between Turbion and fuckboy of who's going to be that last person that gets sacrificed for this ceremony. 
And so then after that, we don't see Danny make her choice, but she's looking like she's really sad and like she's trying to figure out what the hell she's going to do, whatever. She's looking at Christian or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so you don't see her make a decision. You just see the next few scenes play. Um, and so they're rolling, Pelly is rolling Connie's dead fucking body in a wheelbarrow. Um, and the other villagers are bringing the other outsiders' dead bodies um, mm -hmm. to the little yellow triangle building that they saw in the mm -hmm. beginning that they say nobody can go into. You know, it's sacred and all this kind of shit. Um, so you see Connie's body, Mark, Simon, Josh, two other bodies, and then Ingmar and Ulf walk into the place themselves. Then you cut to another scene, which is interesting. Um, and so there's this elder in this little building or whatever, and there's a big ass fucking bear. Um, Remember the bear we saw at the beginning of the film? Yes. This big ass fucking bear is on this table and he's showing the boys, like teaching them how to disembowel the fucking bear. Um, and so as you see that they're like cutting and stuff and like putting the organs inside mm -hmm. of the bucket, you see Christian's ass sitting in the fucking wicker wheelchair um, and they begin to put his ass on the table besides the bear carcass and then they put his ass inside the bear <laughs> skin. Bitch, you a bear yeah. now. I bet you never thought you was gonna wake your ass up and be a bear one day, but you're a fucking bear. You just a bear. Like, and, you're, and you're totally aware that you're in a bear, but mm -hmm. you can't do nothing about it. You can't do shit about it. You, you, you are literally wearing bear skin and you mm -hmm. can't do shit about it. Um, mm -hmm. So by them putting him in the bear skin, we know that Danny chose him, fuck mm -hmm. boy, to be sacrificed with the other eight people. So the elders, they're all up in this building and, you know, it like even in the inside, there's lots of rooms and it looks all like it, it's just fucking crazy up in there. Fucking up. Um, so they sit the people in different places and stuff. Um, and so the elder gives Ingmar and Ulf um, some substance or whatever. He puts it in their mouth and he says, you know, it's something from the yew tree. So, um, so you'll feel no pain. So he gives it to both of them. Um, and then, you know, you see uh, the bear is in the middle. So everybody all up in a temple, we getting ready to fucking do some fucking ritualistic shit. And then they set this bitch on fire. They set it on fire. They set it ablaze. So while, so while you got the dead bodies in there, at least uh, six of the bodies are dead. Uh, Ingolf and uh, Ulf or whatever their names, Ingmar and Ulf, they're still alive. Mm -hmm. And technically, Fuckboy is still alive in this bear suit. Yeah. And the crazy thing is like, uh, Ulf and Ingmar, if they wanted to, now I'm not sure what the consequences are, they could have probably ran their ass out of there and been like, we don't do this. But like, Chris had to sit there looking like Teddy Ruxpin stuck and like, you're going to like watch these flames just engulf you and you can't do nothing about it. And even if your body started walking, you stitched up in the bear suit. Like it probably wouldn't have been very feasible. But um, yeah, bitch, they, uh, it started burning. They set that bitch on fire and it was glorious. And so like, 
you're watching the people outside, you know, because they're, you know, they're watching this whole thing. And then you see, like, they, I, I don't know what, what fucked Ari Aster up as a child, but he is just manifesting whatever his fucking issues was in these movies. Like, he literally, like, let us watch these people be engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the funny part, that, it shouldn't be funny, but it is fucking funny. Everything's fucking burning around all up in this fucking temple. And uh, uh, Ingmar looks across at um, Alf. Oh. And Alf is looking at him. And then the next thing you know, the motherfucking fire just engulfs fucking Alf. And that nigga starts screaming. Ah! <laughs> and I was so like, they lied to him because so he could feel the pain. It's like, was it was it because of stress? Like, you know, just shock? Or is it like, because this is a pain thing, but like maybe he didn't feel pain and it's just physically seeing it on there. But like, you know, as some, there was a, there was a piece of him that regretted that shit. <laughs> it was, it was that piece that got singed, that first piece that got singed. And she's like, oh, this shit hot. I feel this shit. <laughs> oh, 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 you used fire, fire. Okay. So y'all just gonna leave me in here like this. Then people told them people they was not gonna feel no pain. They fucking lied. I don't know if they got it from the right tree. I don't know if they was just sadistic enough to be like, you know what, at least let us tell these people this so they'll go. Maybe Mark pissed on that tree too. Maybe Mark pissed on that tree too and deactivated the magical powers because... (laughs) I don't know. But they, they, this man, I mean, he just starts screaming and hollering. So you start hearing the people, the two, the two that are alive anyway, they start, but the people, the villagers, like they're watching this shit. And as the people are inside screaming, they're also outside, like screaming, you know, doing a whole little collective feel the pain shit outside. Um, And so like Danny initially, like she's just like, you know, just, I don't know. She just sad, like growing up and just whatever. And then after a while, she smiles. <laughs> like she sees this building. She looks at it and it's just burning. It's like it all into flames. And then the last image you see is of her smiling. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts off. Girl. This fucking movie. I fucking love it. This, this, this director, producer, he's crazy as hell. I, I, I think, I think he had some issues. No, the, the writer. No, no, he's a director. Excuse me. Yeah, I he has to because these two movies, Hereditary and this movie, it's just they are just they're so psychologically twisted, and then but he roots it in a lot of. Um, ancient culture and I guess he has a thing about deities and things being ritualistic so those were two things I seen tied into both of those movies so that's where I mean I did see where it was brilliant in that life but oh girl they're just um they're lengthy too and they can kind of be weighty and I and I liked I like this movie a lot because um it it's like it it still has some visual things as well. Like if, if you didn't really like pay attention to them, you kind of wouldn't see them. Um, but not so much like hereditary. Like hereditary 
had all this shit that you really needed to fucking pay attention to or you wasn't going to get the shit, you know. But with Midsummer, they did have some things that were drawn that you could kind of pick up on if you did pay attention to it. But if you never saw like some of the paintings and some of the other things, you wouldn't need them. You would still really be able to still follow this film um, and have a really good time watching it. What I really liked about it was um, one thing about it anyway. Right at the beginning of the film, when it comes on, there's like this, this painting, this mural that comes on before any of the action takes place. It literally tells you what the fuck is going to happen in the film. Like mm -hmm. everything from the beginning when her parents, like the, the people, like if you look at it, it's the people in the winter and they have these tubes coming from them and stuff like that. That's her parents that happen in her winter. And so it breaks it down like each different period, each different season. Mm -hmm. So that first little painting, that first little drawing that appears on the screen tells you exactly what's going to happen in the film. Mm -hmm. It tells you the whole story. Um, and then like all of these other different things that are happening to her in her life, like it's really her season's of her coming into who she's going to be. So that winter, mm -hmm. you know, she goes through all of this fucking grief and shit, you know, losing her parents and, you know, having this awful ass fucking boyfriend. And then like, she comes into, you know, her spring um, where she starts to like get out and want to do things and, you know, starts getting mm -hmm. connected to these people. Um, and then they have that fall when she starts working with the other people and she's like becoming happier and things like that. She's getting a little bit further away from him. And then finally in the spring, like she's the May Queen now. She's like full of yeah. flowers and she's feeling connected mm -hmm. to these people. And so it's, I thought, I thought it was a pretty awesome. Yeah, that's brilliant in that way, especially when, um, what's his name? Hell was talking about the, how people's ages are, in seasons but we kind of see that kind of expedited with her within this short period of time so i thought that was connected brilliantly and like you know how you said like hereditary you miss things um the uh, I, the lighting here was a lot better i know how hereditary just the tone of things mm -hmm. things were dark so it's like if you didn't maybe you were paying attention but it was dark so yeah. you like physically may have not seen it but here like you get a lot of vibrant colors and pictures and images. So yeah, out of our our system, I would give it a four out of five. Thought it was good, but I'll give it a four out of five because it was a very um, smart movie. I I definitely give it a four too. Um, I, I don't. I I might sneak some candy in, but for, for the mm -hmm. most part, I give it a four. Like I and I definitely went and saw it at the regular price because I was like. He did Hereditary, and I actually liked that. So I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go and see his next one. And I actually loved it. Like, I was in, it didn't make me feel like Hereditary would, like, at the end. Like, at the end of Hereditary, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? And at, mm -hmm. the, end of Her at the end of Midsummer, I was like, fuck, this goddamn movie is awesome. Like, this was great. Um, and, and the, you're seeing her get vindicated because hereditary was just kind of different. It was just like, oh, you've seen grandma playing chess pieces with her family. So we're just like, who won in all this? Cause it's like grandma was, I guess, technically the villain, but then we're just like, oh, I mean, 
yeah, you're in this new place, girl, but like we see you're happier. Your boyfriend who won shit got burnt the fuck up. You know, we said that, you know, there were innocent bystanders, but for the most part, you were the focal point of this movie and we just see some vindication on your end. So I think that's why there's two different feelings, but yeah. All right, Aster, I'm sick of your shit. Um, I don't need to see another movie from you for about two years. Like yeah. my brain can't take it. And also just because the horror groups be talking about your shit too much. Like 2022, I'd be interested to see if you put another project. But right now, I don't want to see no more of this. I don't want to talk about hereditary or this summer no more unless somebody want to pay us some money to talk about it. <laughs> it was just crazy. Like, like what makes you start off a film? like this you know like you know what i'm you know what i'm just gonna start my film with a fucking murder suicide that's what i'm gonna do rooms and midsummer tea that shit that's in his movies he eat and drink and consume that shit that's what it is he drinking his own midsummer tea mm -hmm. and shit. all right y'all thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of don't go in there girl please make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter is DGITG pod. Uh, Instagram is don't go in there girl pod. Facebook is the don't go in there girl page. Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Anchor. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on, feel like I'm missing another one. Oh, there's lots. Copycasts, uh, uh, Overcasts. Or is it Brand Apple Podcast? Apple yeah, Apple Podcast. There's a bunch. There's a bunch. Radio Public. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully soon we can start putting things on YouTube. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you share and subscribe to our pages. Tell your friends we're out here, and we will be making sure to talk about some more movies very soon. Yeah. Don't go to Sweden with white people on drugs. Hello. <laughs> Don't fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs>